Hey, this is Mickey, and today we're going to give you 11 signs to look out for so you know if your marketing company is scamming you. Oh, stay tuned. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former auto collision center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hey everybody, this is Mickey Woods here on this episode of Body Bangin'. We have my good buddy, John Lehman. He is... Hi, he is a team member on Mickey Woods Marketing. And today we are talking about... 11 signs to watch out for when using a marketing company. So we're just going to dive right into it, John. Number one. Ghosting. If you've been ghosted after the first one or two months, you know you've been scammed. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely true. Um, and, and, you know, let, let's just go more into the definition on ghosting. You know, ghosting isn't necessarily like if you reach out to your marketing person and they don't get back to you within that week. Ghosting is if you are trying to reach out to him or her three or four times and over maybe a month or two and they're not getting back to you, very high chance you've been scammed. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Agreed. A hundred percent. Sometimes we can't get to your emails right when you email us, but if you've been emailing and you've been trying to contact for a while and you're not getting a response, you've been officially ghosted. (laughs) Uh, number two, they, your marketing company has placed the conversion tag on bad parts of your website. Yeah. So, um, what is a conversion tag? A lot of people, even marketers actually don't really know the point of it. So the conversion tag is supposed to tell this robot, say Google, Facebook, whatever ad platform you're using when you've made a successful, in this case, a sale. So say if you're selling shoes and you reach the thank you page after you've bought a pair of shoes. Well, that code is supposed to go on the thank you page to say, yes, we have made this sale and this is a good type of buyer we want to target online. Well, necessarily, that doesn't mean that happens in actually most cases. Most of the time, they may put your conversion tracking code saying it was a success maybe on your actual product. So now instead of targeting people that maybe want to make the purchase for your sale, they'll just be targeting click happy people that really just want to maybe browse your website and look at shoes instead of actually purchasing shoes. Right. So you don't know that what the marketing that you've done is actually producing results just because it's producing views does not mean it's a result for your business. Number three, not sharing data, the logins. When we do Google ads, if people aren't sharing keywords and you're requesting them, that's a hot one. So this probably applies more to uh, you, Mickey, considering that you're the one really having more of the uh, client communications. I'm just kind of more on the tech end, but I can say on the tech end, it is very, very hard to make any type of audits or recommendations to your account if I don't have access to it. It definitely stinks when you're in this scenario where they maybe hand you a report or something and you just cannot make any reasonable edits to it just because I don't have access to really see the raw data to make changes. Yeah, absolutely. On your end, it's tough. And then for both of us, it's tough when I'm working with clients and they used to work with another marketing company, but they have no logins for anything. I mean, how do we even do the work? So, you know, you've been scammed if they're not giving you logins because what do they have to hide? That's mysterious. Very mysterious. 
right? <laughs> it uh, should be able, they able been to give putting it to money where they said it's supposed to be going. I mean, what else yeah. would the logic be there? Yeah. A hundred percent. One of my big ones that I see a lot, number four, not owning your website. That is my pet peeve. If you know me, you know, I talk about this all the time. It's a freaking scam, right, John? Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, from the logic of some of these, maybe uh, web developers that build out the site, you know, it, you could say is definitely a leverage thing because if you own all the rights to the website and, you know, someone's not going to be rebranding their entire business just for a website, then that kind of ensures that they get this recurring revenue for the rest of their lives knowing yeah. that you can never really leave them. But yeah. then that really hurts whenever you're trying to say work with a marketing team, trying to, I don't know, install a conversion tracking code, like what we talked about earlier. So yeah. it makes it really, really hard on us if we don't have any type of control over it. And trust me, we don't even care to manage it either. It's just to get our jobs done. Yeah. Well, and you paid the money to have a website created. My thing is you should own that site. That's yours. And if somebody else is holding it captive, that's some shady shit totally not for it. Number five. If your marketing company is not providing you reports, that should be a red flag for you. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes logical sense, right? I mean, they should be sending you out even the basic Google data studio report that's tracked mm. through Google analytics. So it's completely free. It doesn't take you, you know, barely any time to even have it sent out on a monthly regular schedule to do it. The only right. logical explanation for someone not sending you a report is if they have nothing to send you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Frightening. Uh, number six, taking your ad spend directly. And uh, we're talking about Google ads specifically here, but even any different platform that's take that's you're doing ads. If your marketing company is taking your ad spend directly and you're not paying the company directly, there is a high probability that you're getting scammed. Oh my damn! Oh my damn! <laughs> Oh my God. Go ahead, Jonathan, and talk about that for a sec. All right. So uh, this this really applies towards maybe the this economy is a scale of it. So so if you um, are, say, putting out $3,000 in ad spend a month and you're already hitting that perfect fine line because, say, there's only 1,000 buyers out there, well, increasing your ad spend to $6,000 won't double your sales. It might increase it by maybe 10%, but more than likely, you're not going to get any sales. So then what happens with a lot of these marketing companies is they ask you to increase your spend. And then what happens is instead of maybe putting it towards your ads, they end up maybe pocketing it. And uh, that really doesn't uh, end up helping you as much as you would like it to help you. That's right. It really helps to guarantee that your budget is going to where it's supposed to be going, not into somebody's pocket for doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> and John and I have both seen that happen quite a bit. Number seven a high setup fee, specifically a really large retainer fee when you've got pro monthly projects that are actually small monthly projects. Yeah, to go more in depth on that is uh, what's the red flag on it? You know, so if you see someone coming over to you and saying, yes, uh, we'll do a $5,000 setup fee and then we'll allocate the rest of it towards your ad spend. Well, you know, if you ever really do the math on it, you know, it make more sense for you to set it up yourself and just use that whole setup fee just towards the ad spend. Um, and a very, very big thing, you know, I even had my friend reach out to me about this last month to check it over is he had the same exact thing happen to him. I'm doing the math on, I'm like, wait, you're only going to be getting two clicks a month based off your current ad spend. It'd be way better if you had just messed it up completely and just gotten some more clicks in instead of even paying the setup fee, which may not even be good to begin with. 
Um, another one that you might see that's very common is maybe a $5,000 setup fee and then a hundred dollar managing per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very, you know, common logic in a sense. It's that who would want to spend their time authentically putting full work into your account if it's only a hundred dollars a month? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's very an old classic saying where, where you get what you pay for and, uh, they might give your account a lot of attention during that first month when you're paying them quite a bit but it'd be uh, a lot more strategic to have it placed out over a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Number eight, we're talking about spending time building out items that aren't producing results. So specifically, if the company is taking a lot of time creating these buyer personas, creating PowerPoints or big reporting and all of this floof and not spending time on items that will produce the actual results for you. Yeah. So um, some two examples that really come to mind with me is uh, one time I was working with a company and they were being paid $5,000 a month to do SEO and uh, pretty much a bunch of branding exercises. Well, what does that really mean, the branding exercises? It meant that they were pretty much creating PowerPoint presentation of their buyer personas. Well, what did that do for them at the end of $25,000? Absolutely nothing. They threw all their money down the drain practically to have a bunch of PowerPoints, I could have created the PowerPoints at a much cheaper price. So I I definitely um, would recommend to make sure that everything you're putting your money into is definitely being results oriented. And a second story that comes to mind is I actually met this guy who's charging $8,000 a month for uh, Instagram advertising. And the actual work that he was doing on the output of it was uh, very equivalent to what a high school girl could do, where he would just put up one Instagram post uh, a week of just something in regards to your company. It was like stock mm. photos too. And he, in the end of the day, he was just a really good salesman. He didn't even do any yeah. good work for them. Uh, so yeah, you definitely have to be uh, careful about being uh, results oriented instead of all the other, as you said, fluff that they use in the industry. Yeah, we see a ton of it. Number nine. They don't have a website. If your marketing company doesn't have their own website or a company that's trying to call you to get your business doesn't have a website of their own, you might want to think twice (laughs) about hiring them. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, it's social proof, right? You know, there's four aspects of marketing and, uh, you know, urgency and then social proof is number two. So you definitely have to make sure that you have someone saying out there, even if it's yourself owning a website saying, yeah, I'm legitimate. You, you got to have a website, you know, yeah. to even say what your services are. You know, you can't just be telling what your services are. You have to show it. That's marketing show, not tell. Right. Right. Okay. So number 10, John and I see this a lot. We have clients that come to us because their old marketing company said, well, I was working with this company and they said, because my products weren't selling, because I wasn't getting the results I should be getting, uh, they gave me a minimum spend, but they kept saying, I just needed to add more money to it. If they keep saying, just add more money, add more money to get the results, Mm -hmm. we know because we're the specialists that that's a scam, right, John? Yeah, exactly. Um, if if you are already spending five thousand uh, dollars on an account, you should be seeing results. Um, and don't get me wrong, there is a minimum that you need to be spending. I, I would say a good minimum, um, it, depending on where you are in your company, but bare 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 minimum would probably be like fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I would definitely say that you should definitely consider uh, not increasing your ad spend if you're already putting in maybe over three k a month. Uh, only exceptions to that are probably very high ticket industries. Like if you're maybe like a lawyer or maybe somewhere in like a medical practice, 
uh, where maybe your cost per click could be, I don't know, about a hundred dollars, then that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, for most industries, if you're already putting in $5,000 a month and you're not seeing results, uh, increasing your ad spend will not do anything for you. Yeah. You're either with the wrong company or you need to just change tactics altogether or a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Our final point, number 11, do not fall into the Lollapalooza effect. It feels so good because it's so new, but it's just a fad and it's not going to produce results for you. I have so many clients reaching out to me because they want to do Snapchat ads. Ooh, I got to be on Instagram. Oh, I got to do the TikToks. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. And you know, the, the uh, origins of the Lollapalooza effect actually come from Charles Munger uh, working along Warren Buffett. Uh, it was first applied to stocks. Whenever a new stock would come out, the news would overhype it to such a degree. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, yes, this is the hot thing that you need to get into. And, you know, maybe a modern day that might be Bitcoin, for example, mm -hmm. where uh, we're on uh, June of 2021. And now Bitcoin has fallen 40%, even though it has gone up uh, two times before this by a significant amount. So definitely don't fall into the Lollapalooza effect, uh, even in regards to social media, Google ads, whatever type of marketing you're doing. Because if you are uh, an auto body shop, for example, um, who off of Snapchat is going to be purchasing from an auto body shop? Um, right. Probably uh, very slim when your budget could be allocated in much uh, more strategic positions, such as maybe like Google ads. Yeah. And we get a lot of clients who other marketers have called them or emailed them to tell them, Ooh, you've got to do this. Ooh, you've got to do that. Or just on their own. Ooh, they think this is going to be great. And a marketing company will take their money because why wouldn't they? Where our philosophy is, if it's not going to produce results for you, we're not going to recommend it for you. We don't want to do it for you. We want to provide you items and actionable ways to get the return by providing the report, showing the information, showing that it's proven, we operate off of data. It's not just fluff and emotions. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you said it perfectly there, Mickey. Yeah. So those are your top 11 ways that we've come up with today. There are so many more to recognize if you are getting scammed by your marketing company. Thanks everybody for showing up on today's episode of Body Banging. And thank you, John for participating with me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Mickey. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things auto body.